percussionist, 18 years old, and she'll be performing this afternoon as part of Basquiat as they celebrate 25 years of extraordinary music making. And uh, really wonderful to hear how she's doing. And we should have actually asked her to record a little bit of her own sound as well. It would have been really, really wonderful to have that dropped in for sure. We're going to go into the next story. And uh, it's it's a story that I always, whenever we go to our science stories, sometimes it seems easier to understand. Other times it seems far more difficult to understand. And today it feels vaguely difficult. Isaac Napa is a physicist and a PhD student and uh, he has been and he hails from University of Atvatosrand which we were just celebrating a little earlier. He hails for for, uh, he's getting accolades from scientists in the field of quantum optics for a groundbreaking technique. So apparently he's cracked something called high dimensional quantum code. Isaac thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me. Okay, Isaac, I want you to explain to me, I'm a 10-year-old. Think about it like that. Yeah. And I'm, I, I'd love to get into science, but you're going to talk to me about high-dimensional quantum codes in a way that I'm going to understand. What is it that you've actually cracked? So first of all, what is a high-dimensional quantum code, and how did it get cracked? Yeah, well, to be specific, it's high-dimensional entanglement, quantum entanglement. Okay. So if you look at the physics of microscopic particles, yeah. like they behave in very strange ways. Like if I create two of them and I separate them at large distances, actually if I measure something about the one, it affects the other. And so this is like they sort of talk to each other at long distances. Now, the way they talk to each other is I can control some aspect of them. And these properties that we can control with them, we can create like alphabets. Yeah. Like say, for example, I could encode information in the way these particles twist. Yeah. Space. And so if I can make many twists, then I can have a large alphabet that I can use to communicate with by encoding information in the way these particles twist. And so what we've developed is a technique to measure how many of these different states we have. And so you can you can then, with our technique, probe some information about these, these particles. So let's talk about, um, first of all, when you say microscopic particles, what, what are those microscopic particles? Yeah, so, you know, if you look at matter, for example, um, you can zoom in and you find molecules. And if you zoom in even deeper, you find protons and electrons. Um, what I'm looking at specifically is light particles. So if you take light and you, then you divide it into smaller components, you find that it's made of things called photons. Okay. So if I think about this as a picture, what I'm, I'm seeing from the way you've described this, we have yeah. all these tiny little microscopic particles in the world. I mean, they could be all sorts of different things. So we have these tiny little particles, and they are kind of entangled. They're joining together, but, but it's, a, it's, a, it's a mess of so little dots, and then it's a mess of little strings that are entangling them. And what yeah. you've done is you've managed to tease out those little strings, like little pieces of wool or whatever, in order to create an alphabet of those microscopic particles. Oh, well, not to create it, but to count how many different letters in the alphabet exist inside Uh these particles. Because we want to encode information in them, and we'd like to know how large they are. 
So does one particle have lots of letters of the alphabet in it, so to speak? You could say that. Yeah, yeah. You could say that. Okay. So then you say that in order to understand all those little letters of the alphabet that are in those microscopic particles, yeah. what you then are able to do, you said, is to, to understand the different states that yeah. these particles are in. What do we mean by that? Um, so a different state, the simplest way to think about it is a dice, right? A yeah. dice has six different sides. Yeah. So I could say it has six different states or there's six different letters in my dice alphabet. So it's the same thing. The particles, they are not a physical dice, but mm. they have something that resembles the different sides of the dice, which I can distinguish. Uh, that's like totally makes sense. So, okay, yeah. so that little particle almost is like a dice and every side of the dice may have different letters of the alphabet. And basically uh-huh. what you're saying is that we start to understand what each side of that dice, uh, what those alphabets, it could be an alphabet which is six, it could be an alphabet which is two, etc., etc., etc. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So why is this important? This is important because um, there are several technologies that are busy being developed that make use of these properties. Yeah. For example, for quantum encryption, because these particles essentially create an alphabet, you can make secret keys using this alphabet. And even the security is guaranteed by nature itself because yeah. it doesn't rely on um, computational difficult problems. For example, like creating a problem which someone can't reverse. You know, the nature, the, the security is intrinsic in, in these systems. So, so if we are able to create these secret keys, why would they be important to us? In what kind of way? Um, like, for example, this connection that we're using now, um, the words I'm saying coming to you, if we don't want someone to hear them, we need a very secure way to create encryption keys. And the current methods rely on computationally difficult problems. And quantum mechanics has a way of solving these problems as well. So we're essentially using quantum to protect ourselves against future quantum technologies that could compromise yeah. um, our communication channels. So it's basically about security that you're looking at. Yeah, but in my case, in my PhD, I was focusing on security, but there's also quantum computing, which people are looking into. Yeah. And there's even quantum metrology, so using quantum systems to have ultra-sensitive measurements. Yeah. Isaac, I do have to ask you, do your parents look at you and think, who is this child? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, uh, it's just, I think we're always amazed when we like hear people who are just doing this incredible, incredible work. Now that you've like sort of started to, or certainly cracked this code, what does this mean for you in terms of not just uh, the university, but globally as well? I mean, this now makes you, uh, includes you as part of a community, I imagine, of people that are working on this world and, and certainly, um, uh, that, you know, you're, you're part of the quantum crew, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, it opens up a lot of opportunities. So, I've just been fortunate to work with a, with an amazing supervisor, Professor Andrew Falls. I've yeah. traveled so much. I've interacted with so many scientists. And, like, right now I've completed my PhD and I got an opportunity to go study overseas or to go continue doing science overseas. And you're going to do that. Where are you going to go? I'm going to Canada.
Isaac, uh, I suppose in closing, we, we just have to celebrate you and celebrate the work that you're doing. And I'd love to know from you, early, early days, what was it that made you go, this is something that interests me? Like when you were an undergrad at university, was there something that made you go, okay, this is fascinating? Um, I think the beauty of doing science, you know, asking questions and being able to answer them both from a technical side and just from out of interest, you know, learning how nature works is beautiful. And seeing it work in the lab directly is also beautiful. So, yeah. Wow. Isaac, we look forward to chatting to you further. Uh, Good luck on the journey to Canada. And uh, we're very proud of the work that you're doing. And thank you for explaining it in a way that actually makes someone like me understand because uh, I don't always understand these things that easily. So thank you so much for making it. Thank you so much. That's Isaac Nape, who's a physicist, PhD student. Well, no longer PhD student. He's completed his PhD. He's now a doctor, I imagine, or will soon be. And he's cracked something called the high-dimensional quantum code and really trying to understand, as he says, what uh, we could look at with regards to security and secret keys. And it